Hi, hello, how are you? Welcome, sunshine, to the Waves of Joy podcast. My name is Shauna Jabel, a certified personal trainer, digestive health specialist, transformational nutrition coach, registered diagnostic medical sonographer, and successful six-figure entrepreneur. I am obsessed with helping women navigate the undercurrents of life. The time we spend together will teach you how to live simply, leave the mundane, travel the world, demystify happiness, and radiate joy. So get ready to massively uplevel your life starting today. Caloric reduction is a harsh and bitter disappointment. Yet all the experts still agree that caloric reduction is the key to lasting weight loss. When you don't lose weight, they say, it's your fault. You were sloths. You didn't try hard enough. You didn't want it badly enough. There's a dirty little secret that nobody is willing to admit. The low-fat, low-calorie diet has already been proven to fail. This is a cruel hoax. Eating less does not result in lasting weight loss. It just does not work. It is cruel because so many of us have believed it. It is cruel because all of our trusted health sources tell us it's true. It's cruel because when it fails, we blame ourselves. Let me state it as plainly as I can. Eat less does not work. That's a fact. Accept it. Now, some of you might be like, holy moly, Shauna, I don't know about this one, but that is an excerpt out of Jason Fung's The Obesity Code, which is part of why I'm talking about what I'm talking about today. So, We are post-Christmas, post-holidays. I hope you had a beautiful Christmas. Um, And honestly, I think mental health is a big struggle around this time, but a lot of how we feel in our mental health has to do with what we're feeding our bodies, also what we're telling ourselves, right? So this podcast is mostly about mental health and nutrition. It's a good combination, I like to say. So today we're going to talk about how do we raise or lower our fat thermostat? And what does that mean? Let's think about this. You can force your body weight higher than it wants to be by over-consuming calories. And you can also force your body weight lower than it wants to be by under-consuming calories, right? I mean, obesity is caused by a body weight that's set too high. It's really not an excess of calories. So this whole theory of counting calories, calories in versus calories out, it's not, it's just not working. And it's all society is telling us to do. We obsess over my fitness pal. We obsess over a piece of gum we put in our mouth. It's crazy. It's so crazy. And today we're going to talk about a lot of different things, uh, especially like homeostasis, how your body likes to be in, in a consistent state. But mostly from the mental health point of view, you guys, I just want you to reflect and think about this right now. Like I want you to stop focusing on shrinking yourself. Your worth is not identified by your size. Your size two pants versus your size eight pants does not change who you are on the inside. So please remember that as we go along. Now I'm going to start this off with a personal experience because I can usually 98% of the time relate to everything that we talk about. That's why I can be so passionate about it and how I can really feel like I can help others. So as a bodybuilder for seven years, right? After every show, my post-show weight would be more. So let's reflect back into 2015. I was a solid 100 pounds soaking wet in high school. I just didn't weigh a lot. I was petite. I was tiny, just tiny, right? Okay, so I started out at like 105 or 100. And then like my first bikini show was about 109. So I put on some muscle, put on some fat, right? I, You know, it is what it is. And this is just a blanketed, like this is what happened for me. 
Now, after that first show in 2015, I didn't know how to reverse diet, which is slowly increasing your calories and decreasing your cardio after a show so your body doesn't absorb everything that you eat, right? Because you've been starving yourself for however long and your body's like, okay, Shauna, we don't know when you're going to feed us again. We're holding on to this for dear life. So because I didn't do a proper reverse diet, I got up to 137 pounds. You guys, I am 5'1". At that point, that number defined my worth. I was like, oh my God, I'm just a fat slob. Like I was so mean to myself, right? I also felt so terrible, anxiety, depression, all these things, but I could eat a dozen donuts. And I was like, this is amazing. Like it was so messed up. And let's fast forward six years because I did that yo-yo back and forth for years. And my last show, I got on stage at 104 pounds, back to where I started when I was like early 20s and I'm 31 now. Now to this day, I weigh around 130, give or take. And it's not the 137 pounds of where I was mostly fat because of my reverse diet. This has been a lot of hormone imbalances, a lot of systemic inflammation in my body. And why am I telling you all this? Because your body just wants consistency. Now I'm not telling you to have not have goals. My goals were super extreme, weird 1% of the population. So why do you gain weight back after you lose it? Or why do you lose it after you gain it? There are those hard gainers, people who have trouble gaining weight. And I know 90% of you are like, that is not me, honey. Whoever that is, I hate you. <laughs> I know I've been there. But your body just wants homeostasis. Okay, it wants consistency. And what happens is we metabolically adapt. It's called met- metabolic adaptation. So if you've dieted before, which I'm sure you have in one way or another, the outcome is too familiar. Your results are usually the same. You're right back to where you started. Okay, or in my case, because I did such an extreme weight loss, I couldn't even get back to where I started. I went t- 10 pounds above that, right? Which is dangerous. Your body doesn't love that for you. So there are results from a number of studies that indicate that there's a general endocrine response to hypocaloric diets. So that promotes increased hunger, it reduces your metabolic rate, so it slows the amount, like how you burn calories. It threatens the maintenance of lean mass. So the studies involving energy restriction report decreases in leptin, which is your full signal, like, hey, Shauna, I'm full, stop eating. Uh, Insulin, testosterone, and thyroid hormones, which is your metabolic powerhouse. This is a disaster, you guys, a disaster. Okay, and what happens with all of that is it increases ghrelin. Ghrelin is your hormone in your body that says, hey, we're hungry. So you keep eating and your cortisol levels skyrocket. That's your stress hormone, right? This is all happening with energy restriction, with caloric restriction. So there's a lot of evidence supporting unfavorable changes in your hormone levels that persist as you attempt to maintain a reduced body weight even after you stop the act of weight loss. So that's why I say I basically effed myself, I feel like, for my whole life because I chose to do this amazing thing and I'm so grateful that I did do bodybuilding for so long and it taught me discipline. It taught me so much about what I could do and put myself through. But to maintain a reduced body weight or even one that I'm comfortable with right now is a bazillion times harder. It becomes almost impossible because your body remembers what it went through. And so it's going to just do everything to hold on to your weight, which is why when you've dieted, you go right back to where you started or maybe even worse off. It's not your fault. That's why we're talking about this today. 
Okay. So many of the unfavorable endocrine effects of like contest preparation have been documented in in especially male bodybuilders. Okay. There's reports that these athletes have this, their metabolic rate has slowed to an extent that exceeds the predicted magnitude. So it makes weight loss increasingly difficult despite how low their calories are and how high their training volumes are. This is why every single show, you guys, I had to do more cardio and eat less. My first show, I was doing like 20 minutes of cardio. No big deal. This is a piece of cake. Why doesn't everybody do bodybuilding? My last show, two and a half hours a day. Okay, this is no joke. And I wasn't fat when I started. It's just my body has metabolically adapted. So as a dieting phase progresses, these adaptations threaten a lot of things in your life. It makes weight loss increasingly difficult. Okay, and it actually predisposes you to get to rapidly gain weight back following stopping the diet. It's scary. It's hard to find a fine line. And then you have these body image struggles like it's one thing after another, which is why today I want to talk about how do you raise and lower your fat thermostat? What do you really have control over? In this world right now, we have the sad diet, the standard American diet, which is terrible, refined carbs, processed sugars. It's just so bad. It's so bad. I went out on a snowboarding trip this last week and I was very mindful about what I ordered because I am not eating out a lot. I am going through a lot of hormone imbalances, gut health issues, leaky gut, like all the things I've been talking about. So I'm just very conscious and it's hard to make good decisions out, you guys. It really is. It's it's a lot of willpower. It's I'll take the black coffee, no cream and no latte. You know, I don't want the mimosa. I'll take the water. I had like scrambled eggs with three slices of bacon And I wanted sourdough bread because I know that that's not going to play with my insulin levels as much as other bread, but they only had like a baguette. So I had like a couple bites of it, right? Just give or take a little bit. And then I had a nice little salad with walnuts or figs. So it was either a salad or hash browns. In the moment, you guys, when you're hungry, doesn't hash browns sound better than a salad, especially at breakfast? That salad was bomb, but it's hard to make these decisions. So we have this epidemic of obesity. And obesity is caused by a body set weight that's too high, and it's due to hormonal imbalances, not an excess of calories, which is why all of you out there counting calories, did you get your hormones checked? What's going on on the inside? Okay, eating more is not the cause of weight gain. It's actually the consequence. Eating more does not make us fat. Getting fat makes us eat more. Insert mind-blowing emoji. Overeating was not a personal choice you made. It's a hormonally driven behavior, a consequence of increased hunger hormones. Did you hear me? Your eating behavior, overeating, is a hormonally driven behavior, a consequence of increased hunger hormones. Then the question is, what makes us fat or obese in the first place? If our body is always trying to maintain homeostasis, why did our body weight start at such a high set point to begin with? It's a good question, right? So trust me, I get it. Like society's pushing calories in versus calories out. It's not as simple as that. Our body is a thermostat, okay? Think about the thermostat in your house. Your body is so smart. It's always working to maintain balance. So if you overeat and you briefly gain some weight, your body's gonna activate mechanisms for you to lose weight. Your appetite might decrease. Your metabolism might increase because it's trying to burn off the excess calories. So you're gonna lose the weight and get back to where you started. Excellent. That fun weekend away with your friends, no punishment. Feel good. 
Now, if you undereat, your body will do exactly the opposite. It's going to activate mechanisms for you to gain weight. Your appetite might increase. Okay, ghrelin, the hormone that says, hey, we're hungry. Your metabolism might slow down because it's trying to get back, get you back to your set point. Again, homeostasis. So what is your BSW? It's your body set weight. And the body set weight sets an ideal body fatness that it defends. Your body defends this fatness, just like our house thermostat. So if we're too skinny, we try to gain weight. If we're too fat, we try to lose weight. And there was an experiment done in 1995 where volunteers were taken and they were overfed to make them gain 10% more weight. Okay. Then the... um. The experimenter was Dr. Rudy LaBelle, and he returned these volunteers to their regular weight and then to a 10 or 20% weight loss. At each point, he, me- he measured their basal metabolic rate, so how, much, how many calories their body was expending, right, just by doing normal activities. After a 10% weight gain, the body burned about 500 calories more per day compared to baseline. Okay, burning more calories because it's trying to get back to set weight, your body set weight. And as the body returns to its original weight, so does your metabolic rate. It adjusts metabolic adaptation. So after a 10% weight loss, the body burns about 300 calories less per day. So you don't burn as many calories because your body's like, hey, we lost weight. We want to get back to where we started. Your body is so smart. It talks to you all day long. Please listen to it. So your body tries very hard to maintain this body set weight in the original position, acting just like our house thermostat, okay? That's why this directly contradicts the calories in versus calories out viewpoint, okay? It holds simply that eating too many calories causes body fatness without any regard to your body set weight or your satiety hormones, your ghrelin, your leptin, or any other physiological signaling in your body. If you deliberately overeat, your body does try to burn it off. So when I went into my naturopathic doctor, one of the first things I said was, I don't have any hunger or full signals. It's scaring me. I don't know when to eat and I don't know when to stop eating. And so her initial advice to me, which is what I was already doing, is eat at set times, like eat breakfast at nine, eat lunch at noon, eat dinner at four. Don't eat in between, like try to minimize snacking and... um let's try to reset your hormones. Hormonally, I was so imbalanced. And now I have those signals again. They're back. But I had to reset my body. Okay, so reflecting back, um, have you noticed that diets work well at the beginning and then as you lose weight, your metabolism slows and it feels impossible, right? Clients have this happen all the time. They hit a plateau. And then you have to reduce your calories even further to maintain the weight loss, which is why for like every competition, I ate less and less. And that's why in the off season, it's so important for me, it was so important for me to get my calories super high. That way I wouldn't have to go down so low to get back on stage. But inevitably, I still had to get really dangerously low because my body had adapted to what I was doing. Okay, so don't feel alone if you think diets are hard or impossible to maintain because they are. To me, diets are temporary. Finding something that's sustainable is actually listening to your body, fueling it with the right nutrients, being okay with your body set weight so where we can prevent disease and we can live our best life every single day. And the reason diets are so hard is because they're often, it's you, it, you're fighting your body constantly. So maybe a different solution, one that maybe you haven't tried yet, is to identify what keeps your body at that certain weight. 
how do we lower our thermostat? I know I can't sleep when it's too hot in my house. So if you're overweight, I want you to think like, your house is too hot. We need to lower it. And this is what's going to lead us to talk about leptin, which I've talked a lot about. But leptin in Greek actually means thin. Okay, and it's a produ- it's a protein and it's produced by your fat cells. And it's, this protein hormone, it says, hey, brain, stop eating. You are full. This is an amazing hormone. It stops you from feeling like, you know, eating that extra large pizza and then like throwing up or not being able to move. So people with higher levels of fat tissue produce higher levels of leptin. So you're thinking like, okay, higher levels of leptin should be signaling we're full, we're full, you should stop eating. But this turns down hunger and prevents further fat storage, right, which is good. Now, without getting crazy into science, I want to say that the majority of people have high levels of leptin. So you're thinking we should all be thin, right? Makes sense. Telling you to stop eating, we should all be thin. But what happens is I know you've heard of insulin resistance and diabetes, So obesity is actually a state of leptin resistance. What does that mean? We have this body weight thermostat. So our insulin levels get high because we're eating all this processed sugar, all this crap. We gain fat. Okay, so our body increases leptin. Hey, Shauna, we're full. Stop eating. That's going to lower your appetite, right? Which would lower your insulin levels. And this is just a negative feedback loop. So if the temperature is too low, the thermostat's going to turn on, right? Until we get to the proper temperature that it's supposed to be at. Again, think back to your house. The body also uses a negative feedback loop. So excessive insulin leads to an increase in the size of fat cells. So you keep eating all that stuff, all that processed sugar, refined carbs. So these large fat cells produce more of the hormone leptin which travels to your brain and says, hey, we're, we're too fat, we're full, stop eating. So your appetite decreases. Wonderful. You stop eating. This lowers the insulin levels and then signals your body to start burning fat instead of eating and storing it. It returns us, it returns you to your original body set weight. This is a great mechanism when it's working. Okay, so a lot of us have maintained an even grade weight since since or an even weight since grade school, but we haven't really been counting calories. Okay, here's the thing. This is what this is telling us. Obesity is not a caloric balance problem. It's a gradual increase in our body set weight thermostat over time. It takes time to become obese. This is a time-sensitive thing. It does not happen overnight. Most people actually become obese by gaining one to two pounds per year. So over 40 years, that's going to add up. So think about this. Assume that one pound of body fat is roughly 3,500 calories. In a year, you probably eat, say you ate 2,000 calories a day, right? 365 days a year. That's 730,000 calories in one year. To gain one pound a year, remember you have to eat 3,500 calories, we would need to accurately match our caloric intake and expenditure to a 99.5% accuracy rate. And that's impossible. Okay, it's not a caloric balance problem. It's your body set weight. It's your thermostat that's increasing over time. Now, Recall, obesity is a disease caused by excessive insulin, not excessive calories. So again, I'm going to beat this into your head. It's a hormonal imbalance, not a caloric one. The body set weight is created by the balance of insulin versus leptin effect. 
So just as a thermostat is regulated by the balance of heat versus cooling, in those people who are obese, we know the insulin effect has prevailed over the leptin effect. So if you're obese, the insulin has taken over the leptin. So your full signals aren't working. Remember, leptin says, hey, we're full. Stop eating. So hormones responsible for obesity are insulin and cortisol. Insulin promotes fat storage. Sugar is considered empty calories containing few nutrients. Okay, it makes food more palatable. And so we want to just keep eating and it makes it rewarding. So it signals the reward center in our brain. And that's why we overconsume it. The fattening effect of sugar is due to its nature of highly refined carbs. It stimulates the production of insulin, which it's just, it's a cycle, you guys. It's one thing leads to the next. You have to reset your thermostat. And what about cortisol? Well, how are your, how are your stress levels? Are you managing your stress? What techniques are you using? Okay, so these are responsible for obesity. This is part of our epidemic. I'm not saying you're not overeating on calories because you could be doing that as well. Often obese people do secrete much higher levels of insulin, which again promotes fat storage. So the key to combating obesity, okay, in this insulin versus leptin fight where we want to lower our body set weight, everything depends on this. Your leptin is maxed out. The only thing you need to do is lower your insulin levels because obesity is caused by high insulin levels. So how do we do that? Well, we eat less sugar. We eat less refined grains. We moderate our protein and high natural fats. Okay, we don't eat all the time. Time Time-restricted eating or intermittent fasting is wonderful. Let your digestive system work in waves and relax and let it calm down. Stop snacking. Okay, eat real unprocessed foods that lowers your insulin effect. You don't want to become leptin resistant because then you're not going to have that full signal and we it's just a vicious cycle. You keep overeating. Okay, typically studies have shown lean people, lean subjects, their insulin levels return to normal after a meal, but they stay elevated in obese people. Okay, so does high insulin cause obesity? Yes, more insulin, more obesity which is why lately I've been loving taking my fasting blood glucose numbers because it's, t- it's telling me how I'm fueling my body, how my body's responding to certain meals and things I'm eating. Okay, your hormones are central to understanding obesity. The body is hormonally regulated. Body fatness is not just about calories in versus calories out. Hormones tightly regulate our body fat. They tell us we're hungry. They tell us we're full. Okay, when my... Uh, progesterone was super low and my, I had no serotonin, no dopamine. I didn't feel good. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't think straight. This is all hormonally regulated. And so is the overweightness in our society. Hormones tell us we're hungry and full. Like I said, they increase our energy expenditure. Obesity is not a hormonal, is, is a hormonal imbalance, not a caloric imbalance. Okay. And like I said, I don't know that you're not overeating. You could have just had a dozen donuts and listened to this podcast. I don't know. You could have a lot more factors, but please take into account your hormones and please stop focusing on shrinking yourself. Your worth is not identified by your size, but you can make quality life choices that make you feel better. So you're not living in this vicious weight gain, weight loss cycle. It is ugly. You guys, I've lived it for so many years. It feels so good. I haven't opened my fitness pal in months. I just eat based on I look at food, I'm like, oh my God, this is going to make me feel so good. I'm so excited to eat this halibut with kale and I've got the garlic and I know this is great prebiotics. Like it sounds so nerdy, 
but it makes you feel good. And then my satiety levels are insane. I can go five hours and I don't get hangry anymore. I'm like, oh my God, I never knew this was possible. People live like this. What a beautiful way to live your life. So something I just want you to ask yourself today. Okay, maybe ask yourself this every day. Not how, to, not how to count calories, but how to balance our hormones. What can you do today to balance your hormones? Is it sleep? Is it managing stress? Is it just going to get blood work done to see where your baseline is? You know, what is it? What is it? How can you balance your hormones? Not how can you judge yourself by the calories you're eating? Ooh, today's a win. I ate 900 calories instead of 1,600. Oh, bullshit. Stop that. You need food. Food is fuel. But feed yourself right and you won't use it as a punishment. It's a different way to live your life. Okay? Don't blame yourself. It's not your fault. Please take what you need and leave what you don't. As we come into this new year, there's a big shift on mental health. There's a big shift on what we should and shouldn't be doing. And remember, societal norms aren't always right. So it's okay to be different. It's okay to question, ask questions. Quality questions create a quality life, okay? Please take what you need and leave what you don't. If you have 15 seconds, please rate, subscribe, review this podcast. I just want to reach more and more people talking all things mental health, nutrition, and just life, you guys. Real, raw, vulnerable. That's all I am showing up for you guys every single time I jump on here. I appreciate you. I love you. Please drink your water, eat your veggies, smile, be a kind human, and give back.